0: During our last broadcast I told you that we would conduct a second broadcast on the same question. If you were not listening the first time let me give you a summary of what we were saying in our last the last time that we met together. In response to a question that one woman writes in which she says among other things every month I turn into a tiger what can I do to overcome this problem speaking about her monthly period. We were trying to indicate that in most, if not every case, there is not a physiological cause for wrong attitudes and wrong moods and wrong behavior, becoming either nasty or becoming weeping and crying or uh, dismal or miserable or depressed or whatever, but that this period in which a hormonal change takes place in the body becomes an occasion rather than a cause for wrong behavior so that the person who is suffering from this occasion and who has to face it is a person who has a stumbling block in his way which he has to learn how to walk around rather than trip over. In other words, a woman is responsible, not off the hook, but responsible for her behavior and her attitudes during that period of time. And we were trying to point out that the Scriptures teach that even in persecution, a wife is expected to maintain a submissive and gentle and quiet spirit and to respond in the same way that Jesus Christ did when he was persecuted and led as a lamb to the slaughter. We read about this in 1 Peter 3, verses 1 and 4, which refer back to 1 Peter two twenty to 23, where Christ's behavior is very clearly pointed out. Uh, what credit is there, it says, if when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience, but if when you do what is right and suffer for it, you patiently endure it, this finds favor with God. And then it says in verse 3, While being reviled, he did not revile and return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. So if the Lord Jesus could uh, endure suffering and not respond in the wrong way, but keep entrusting himself to God so a woman can endure lesser suffering such as that which is occasioned by the menstrual cycle. Now, menstrual difficulties can be dealt with, we were saying, and today I suggested I would give you some steps, some guidelines, some of which or all of which might help you to face the problem. Here are some that will enable you to endure the monthly trial. First, And you might want to get a paper and pencil here and jot these down, or if uh, you care to, you could write to the Christian Counseling and Educational Center and ask for the pink sheet called A Personal Word to Women, which contains these 10 guides. We use these in our counseling. Uh, We hand them out to women who come for counseling, and they have found them helpful. Uh, Here are the 10 guidelines. First, keep a record ahead on your calendar and become aware of the days each month when you are likely to face discomfort. Uh, Everything depends upon that. That, of course, has to come first because if you're going to make any plans or you're going to somehow or other work toward handling those periods of time properly, you have to know when they are about to come. Now, of course, there are sometimes irregularities, usually brought on by some sort of emotional situation or something like that, highly emotional circumstances in your life or response to those circumstances. But uh, generally, you know when it's going to be if you keep a record. And then, keeping a record, you can begin to fulfill some of these other steps. Secondly, prepare for these days each month by prayer as they approach. Ask God to give you the strength that will make it possible for you to face the problems that come. This is an important question. Thirdly, the physicians tell us that if you follow a low-salt diet for about a week before the menstrual uh, period to eliminate the bloating caused by excess water, this will help. And If it doesn't in and of itself help, a physician may possibly want to prescribe a mild diuretic or water tablet that could help you in this respect too. So the first thing then is to keep a record ahead. Secondly, prepare for the monthly period prayer asking God to give you strength and wisdom to handle it properly and thirdly follow a low or no salt diet for about a week before the menstrual period fourthly and this is very important and very few women I find in counseling at least who have distress with this problem have ever made any attempt to do anything like this fourthly plan to take on no unnecessary stress situations during the three days preceding menstruation for instance this is not the time to have dinner guests or a time when there's a special party held for little Johnny with 25 wild Indians running around the house chopping it down. All stress, of course, can't be eliminated during the period, but it's possible to schedule those stressful events which are movable for other days, days that do not have to do with the period of premenstrual uh, menstrual stress or tension just before the Actual period of menstruation begins. Fifthly, let your husband know when the onset of menstruation or right before that onset, if that's your most critical time, has arrived so that he can take this into account in his dealings with you and show some love and understanding to you at this period of time. First Peter 3, 7 instructs husbands to live with their wives in an understanding way. One of the ways in which husbands can understand their wives is to be understanding about this matter. But if they do not get the information and the data from their wives, then they can't operate according to knowledge. Sixthly, refrain from making any crucial commitments or decisions during this time, since they are possibly going to be highly colored by it. Postponement is almost always possible if you look for the way and pray for it. Seven, During the menstrual period, follow your responsibilities toward God and toward your neighbor, not your feelings. That is probably one of the most critical principles that I could give to you. Follow your responsibilities to God and to your neighbor rather than your feelings. Do what the word of God you know would instruct you to do. Don't follow your feelings. Feelings are an unreliable guide at any time, but particularly at a time when they are being uh, dealt with in this kind of glandular way. That is, no matter how you feel, do what you know God wants you to do, even if you don't feel like doing it. Eighthly, don't allow yourself during this period to get behind in your daily chores. Nothing can lead you faster into the skids of depression than that. Nine, avoid brooding over problems in self-pity sessions. And refuse to attend any pity parties held over coffee or on the phone by neighborhood cronies. It'll only make you feel worse, and let me also suggest that you not listen to all those those television programs that talk about who's boat busting up with whose wife next. And lastly, number ten, make a list of special small acts of love and kindness toward your husband and family which you can do during this time and then use this list during the menstrual period and as it approaches. And you will find that in doing good for others when you are so tempted to focus upon yourself and your own problem, that an awful lot of joy and blessing will come because it is more blessed to give than to receive. This is the secret of the saint in the hospital who brings cheer to those who visit her even though she's the one in pain lying on her back. Lord, help women everywhere. To really find answers to their problems through these things, we ask in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and for his sake. Amen.